This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. If you find yourself up in the morning on Thursdays, our radio station in Kitchener plays all well, a lot of throwbacks all day on Thursdays. And from 6 till 7 o'clock, there's a non-stop DJ mix of all throwbacks. So oh, it's there you go. fun. Yeah, just tell your speakers. Like, that's the easiest thing. That's what I do at home. I got the Google uh, Nest going. So I just, uh, or my Google Google Hub. I'm just like, yeah, play 91.5 The Beat. And 6 o'clock's the perfect time, too. Because, like, dinner, everyone's kind of just chilling out. Good mix. I totally agree. Great, great tip. I have a feeling this episode is going to be full of some interesting takes because there's some controversial things, Kat, that I want to discuss and weigh in on. Some interesting scenarios and situations. And we didn't do it yesterday, even though I said we would, but we ran out of time. We didn't get a chance to talk about the latest in the Adam Levine saga Mm -hmm. because I have a question that somebody asked yesterday and I'm going to put it on the pod, but we'll get to that coming up. Great. Here's the scenario. Guy is asking for a little bit of help. He tells his story online anonymously, and he wants to know what strangers would think of this. An unbiased opinion, if you will. He says, my wife's been away for a while caring for her parents. Because I was alone, I decided to experiment with wearing women's clothes. I found that I really enjoyed wearing leggings in particular. They make very comfortable pajamas. I also found that sport bras not only provide compression that feels good, but also serve a purpose because I have rather enlarged breasts. Should I hide everything and put away my leggings and bras, or should I let her in on my secret? So here's the situation. You've got a guy who likes to put on the women's clothes. And I don't know what he does when he's wearing the person, women's clothes. Not the first person to do it. You know, I feel like there's a lot of people, a lot more than you would think, that are into that sort of thing. And I don't know why, because it's not something that strikes me as particularly interesting. But there's some guys who do. I, I don't know how you girls wear half the shit you wear. Sure. Heels seem like an actual torture device. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes they do feel like it for me, too. I don't know why women. I certainly appreciate that they do, because goddamn, do they ever look good. But I don't understand why women try and cram their feet into those. Leggings, as comfortable as they may be, mm-hmm. it's a little too clingy. I'm all about gray sweat season. Even I look good in gray sweats. But that's where I draw the line. The leggings, mm-hmm. nah, not for me. Sport bra, I don't know how big his boobs are because he yeah. says he's got rather enlarged breasts. But either way, I can't imagine that you would, I would get any comfort out of wearing a sport bra. It's interesting for me that obviously this is a couple that's similar size. Like you wouldn't be able to fit your legs into leggings of someone if you're larger than them. That's a good point. So they're around the same size, one would assume, which makes it interesting too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people will say this is a mental thing, right? When people are into dressing up like a woman, but they're not all out, you know, trying to be uh, a drag queens, for example. Great. And a lot of them look fabulous. 
but this is a curiosity thing, right? This seems a little bit different. Like he, he must've had thoughts of this previous to doing it while she's away, right? Like looking at it and going, I could try that. But I understand the hesitation of telling your partner, I want to try on your leggings. I get it because you don't know what you're going to get in return. I agree with you wholeheartedly. There's no way that she was gone and he was bored and thought, let me go and rummage through my my wife or girlfriend, whatever it is, his closet and see what her clothes look like. Oh, I think I'll try that on. Oh, I really like that. Oh, do I tell her that I really like wearing women's clothes? This didn't all unravel mm-hmm. during a one week getaway no. to go and, and deal with her sick parents. No, no. It would be a little bit different. I guess it was like a few drinks in like, this is funny. Ha ha ha. Look at that. I'm wearing a bra. Ha ha ha. But see, even at that, I like to sit around and have a couple of drinks. Last night was right night. It's amazing how many people messaged me about that. <laughs> me too. Amazing how many people commented on that. Yeah, Wednesdays I do write night and, and I open a bottle of wine and I just get creative and I write shit for the weekend. I still like the idea of write night with write night. You just write with everything has to be with your right hand the whole time. Oh, that's an interesting one. Well, you write, you do everything with your right. But anyway, <laughs> in any case, getting back to this, I have, it's never crossed your mind though. I have never sat around mm-hmm. and had a few drinks and thought, I'm going to go try on my girlfriend's bra. Well, it's never crossed my mind. I understand it is. Uh, well, and I mean, he has a large breast. Like you said, he doesn't really go into detail. I'm wondering if these are two petite people. Because again, they've got to be similar size. Two petite people. Maybe she's a smaller cup. Maybe she's an A cup, right? And then he just likes the compressed feeling on his chest. By the way, there is compression. I don't even want to call them devices. There are articles of clothing compression that men can wear. In fact, they have like compression t-shirts and things like that. But maybe he's not comfortable doing that. Um, but that is a possibility if you like that feeling of it, of the compression. Or are these two large people? Could be two large right? people. Right? And this could be two large people where, hey, uh, the bra kind of fits me too, uh, much like it fits her and she's got similar size. So, I mean, I don't know. I would love to know a little bit more about h- how that how that came about. But I don't... Um, I don't know how it's going to go. I mean, the, what he's really doing is asking, should he ask? Should he tell? I'm sorry, his significant other. Should he... And how does he? And how does he? So, I mean, my answer is going to be yes, because I do truly believe in honesty. And if you really enjoy it, you're going to do it again. And eventually, probably you're going to get caught doing it. And is it better to just let them know in advance you kind of like it? I understand the risks of doing that. Like if everyone puts themselves in that position of if my partner told me that they like to wear my clothes. But I also understand the hypocrisy some people might see of it. I love wearing my husband's stuff. Hoodies, for example. I've worn his boxers to bed. It's happened before. But it's not something that I did because I'm like, I'd like to wear this out. This was a to go to bed and that was what was around. Were this they is clean? A, did you grab some yeah. out of the drawer or grab them off the floor? Yeah, no, I've grabbed them no clean. I don't think I've ever grabbed them off the floor. Um, depending how desperate I was, I suppose, for just something to throw on for bed. I need something over my ass yeah, right now. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't like to sleep completely naked. So if his boxers are there, yeah, I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. All right. And the hoodie thing, though, hoodies are comfortable and they usually smell like him. And shirts. And, and shirts the same way. I do it. I do all of it. A lot of people do. So is that something that, I, I mean, that's something I don't feel ashamed of. However, it's not something like I would want to wear out. Does that make a difference? Does this guy want to wear it out or does he want to wear it in the comfort of his own home? And is it hypocritical of me to judge this person? When I do similar, although it's not like a, because it's not considered a faux pas, it's okay for me to say, hey, I, I, I've put on my husband's boxers before and they're comfortable. Hey, I've worn his shirts before and I love it for all those reasons you mentioned. Is do you it wear hip- it like button right up to the top and everything? Uh, no, usually it's like t-shirts and stuff like that oh, or hoodie or hoodie. It. Like you mentioned, I don't really do like, no, no, I don't go out of my way to wear like a button up shirt. No, no, it's not like that at all. But that's why it's like a, it's a different thing. I think when you're talking about a hetero relationship 
when you when the woman is wearing the guy's clothes, there doesn't seem to be any of that negative negativity ar- around it. Whereas a man is much less likely to admit well, that he likes it. What you're saying, if I and I don't want to uh, speak for you, but I think what you're saying is that nobody thinks twice if they see a woman wearing an oversized hoodie. They would probably just assume it's the boyfriends or they just Maybe. like baggy clothes. Yeah. You see a guy wearing Tight. obvious women's clothes, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh." Yeah. What's going on here? It comes with ster- it comes with all of uh, it comes with everything. Uh, stereotypes, negative ones, uh, looks. I'm sure. Not and necessarily I- negative. It could just be curious. Right. I might be a little curious. Like, huh? Yeah. Why on earth is that guy wearing a skirt? What does he know that I yeah. don't? Is that really comfortable, or what's going on there? Yeah. And I remember, you know, going back to when I was a kid, because we all know now that I don't even think anybody uses the term cross dressing. Do they? Do they still, is that a term that's still around? I don't even know what cross-dressing I'm, in 2022 would mean anymore because no, everything is unisex now. Neither do I for that reason. But I think that we have evolved in that way though. What's going to be my next point is that we, I think we have evolved in that I could wear the same, maybe the same beige shirt similar to your shirt and nobody really thinks anything of it because we kind of made a mesh of, and skinny jeans for men, for example. I know that was, I love them. you know, like some people like it and that was, I want to say was in, is in, I don't know. Uh, some people look great in them. It works out well. So I look good in them. I don't, they uh, hurt my balls, but they, I look oh, good. Oh, do they in hurt them. the balls? Well, they got to work on that then. Well, I mean, it's not the perfect fit. Then again, it's not like I spent a ton of money on it. We're talking right. like old Navy on sale, Yeah. but nonetheless, I can put skinny jeans on now and right. sometimes they look good because they suck everything in. It's like spanks for men. Because they're the the fabric with the give. The problem is, yeah, if you turn the wrong way or like try and cross your leg and you're not fully prepared, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll squish your nuts. But see, nobody and nobody <laughs> nobody will look at you even in those squishy nut pants and be like, "What is happening here?" No, mm. because it's kind of more normalized for, for and and that mesh I think between genders of clothing. I do see it, uh, but I do remember as a kid. I remember like vividly walking through the mall with my parents. A Fairview Park Mall and right in front of the bay. Like, I remember it as a visual. A man, and this was a bald, chubby man. Think George Costanza, everybody. Think George Costanza. And he was walking in heels. He was walking in heels and he had a purse. Ah. And I asked my parents, like, of course. You, you know, that's one of those things I went, what the fucking fuck is happening here? Right? And as a kid, I'm like, why is he wearing heels? And I'm sure my parents at the time were just mortified, right? Like, shh, be quiet. But then they had to explain that some people, some people might like that and that's fine and whatever. And thankfully I grew up with those kind of values of to each their own, right? He's not hurting anybody by wearing heels. It's okay. Not everybody did. And there's people listening to this conversation even who were a little cringing a little bit. Yep. The thought of a man wearing women's clothes. I just don't know. He's got to have an indication of how his wife is going to react. Don't you think that if you told your girlfriend, if you told your partner that you like to wear their clothes you would probably have an indication of how they're going to react. So I don't think he would post this without realizing and acknowledging that she might not be okay with it, might be grossed out, turned off, not interested in sex with him because that's what she's thinking about. It could be any number of reasons why, right? That's a fear of what the other person thinks of it. How do you bring it up? When she gets home from this trip and she's been away, probably a pretty shitty trip. Like she's going to take care of her sick parents. So she gets home, she's been run through the ringer, probably tired of shit and got to get right back to normal life with, with her husband there. She sits down on the couch and he comes in and says, honey, guess what I did when you were gone? Mm -hmm. I tried on some of your clothes and I really liked it. And now I'd like you to be okay with me wearing your clothes or women's clothes in general. What do you think? Can you just be that direct in having that conversation? 
Well, I think that words need not apply here if you would like to just have her come home and see you in them. That would probably break the ice automatically of, hey, what are you doing? Right. You don't really have to say anything. You can say, look, and she she might laugh. You have to be prepared for that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And ha ha, that's funny. Take it off. And then you can start the conversation with, I kind of don't want to. This is very reminiscent to me, by the way, and I'm not trying to compare them to be the exact same, but uh, Kris Jenner has said in the past that when she first found out that her husband liked to wear her stuff, that's kind of similar to how she found out, is that he was wearing her stuff. And now we know, of course, of Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not saying that that's the transition that is made every single time. Maybe there are some men that uh, sincerely just want to do it on the side, like a weekend activity. I don't know. I don't know enough about it to venture any of those guesses. Uh, but I, w- I do wish him all the best of luck. And I, I hope that I hope that he gets out of this what he wants to get out of it. And he's able to still be himself. But it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one because you don't know how she's going to react. It all depends on the person. One more question. If she is not OK with this, is this a deal breaker or is there a compromise there? And if she's not OK with it, should he leave? Because oh, there are people that have to deal with that choice regularly. Oh, I mean, that's the fear, right? Is that it is a deal breaker and it could be a deal breaker for some people. It would be. I'm trying to feel like trying to see, figure out what, how I would react to it. I'm not even sure I could have the answer for you. It'd be, it'd be different. So it's a weird one. Absolutely. And then you question other things like, well, if, is it, is that it? Or is there more of a line to cross here? Oh, like how much, yeah. how much are you, because you're doing really what you can get your hands on here. Is there more that you want? And then am I into that? And that can ruin, that can ruin a relationship. Absolutely. It could be a deal breaker. Hmm. I wonder, well, and he is wondering, does he tell her mm-hmm. or does he just forget that he actually likes this? There's a lot of shit that I like doing that I don't do anymore just because it's not convenient or I don't think my girlfriend would be interested. Would this be one of those like things? I used to really, really, really like, I don't know, going to a ball game on the weekend. But large crowds, parking, it's expensive. She doesn't like baseball. So now I don't drag her there. Would I like to go? Yeah, maybe it'd be nice to go, but she doesn't like it. So fuck it. I don't bother. Is Could it fit into that category where you just sort of push it aside? I think for him, he needs to figure that out for himself. Oh, the gun range too. She doesn't like guns. I love them. Right. So if I want to go to the range... I'm just either going to have to do it myself or not do it while she's around. Do you still have your guns then? I have guns, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if she doesn't like them, I'm just wondering if you have them. Well, um, she doesn't have to look at them. They're all oh, locked yeah, no, away fine. They're safe. They're safe. Um, okay, but but you wonder if it's on the same level, though. I mean, that's not really the, it's not really the same thing. What is the difference between shooting guns a, a and wearing a woman's bra? <laughs> I can tell you a few things. <laughs> but I hear what you mean. Like, you have to, um, it's about compromise yes. relationships. So he has to ask himself if he's willing to give that up. I, I know he's just found it. He claims, oh, I just found it. When she was away, I just decided. And now I like it. Can you just give that up? If she says, ew, gross, no. You have to be willing to do that. But I develop things all the time that I didn't know I loved. And it really just comes with exposure. So maybe he truly did just learn something about himself in this. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, she has this weird like skin routine that she does. And every now and again, I'll try out one of the products. I really like some of that shit, and now I put it on all the time. I don't know how I'm going to tell her that the reason the supply keeps dwindling so quickly is because I'm using it. <laughs> but, I mean, we've had that conversation before about a lot yeah. of different products of hers that I use. <laughs> it's just um, it's just different, though, because this can be taken to the next level. Yes. Can I just say that much? It's not like you gave up baseball because it could have turned into you playing baseball and being away. From- no, it's not like that. This could be turned into more. And I think that's the fear is, okay, it's my bra now. 
and then my leggings. But again, there's more lines to cross. There's, if you will, there's more, there's more boundaries that could be broken with this. And once you enter that territory, there's a fear of that's a deal breaker for me. Right. I think that's the difference. So if she's okay with this and she's decided, yeah, yeah. You know what? If he wants to wear women's clothing, he can be him. He can do it, but not my clothes. He's got to go out and get his own clothes. Or would you rather he wear your clothes yeah. and not send him out shopping at, in the ladies section at Winners or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I know. I, again, it has to go back to him. He has to understand in his own mind why he likes it. Is it truly just the fit? You truly like the fit? Because there's clothes for men that have those kind of fits. Or do you like the feeling of having women's clothes on you? It could get a lot deeper. I'm not going to venture any guesses here, but it could get a lot deeper and a lot more complicated than this. This is very surface level. I need. I think he needs to ask himself the reasons, if it's just as simple as, hey, it kind of feels good on me. Again, there's there's options. If you don't want to wear her stuff, of course, to get your own stuff that's similar, I suppose. But he's got to really do his own questions more than asking other people if he should tell her. I think he's got to figure it out for himself first. Should she be pissed if it turns out he looks better in leggings than she does? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> your ass looks really good in those. This is, this Bastard. Is, this is crazy. <laughs> um. It's another interesting question, and it goes back to the Adam Levine saga. So we talked about it the other day. Uh, a supermodel or an Instagram model was accusing him of sending some inappropriate DMs and and a suggestion that he even asked if he could name his baby that is still uh, in his wife. He's she's <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. Uh, if if he could name the baby after the girl he was having this internet affair with. Now, Adam put out a statement saying he did cross lines, he was inappropriate, he did send some very inappropriate DMs, which are being turned into memes rapidly, by the way. Which is hilarious. But he's saying he didn't have an affair. I don't know if we'll ever know the truth here, Mm -hmm. but now some people are circling back on this internet model asking, why did you get involved with him in the first place if you knew he was married? Right. And they're asking, how much responsibility does she share in this controversy since she not only went public with it, but she willingly had this affair with a married man. Right. So she did answer to that in a second TikTok that came out after the first one saying that he had told her and she has DMs of it that it's complicated between the two of them. That led her to believe that they weren't together. Uh It should also be noted that some of the DMs included him saying you're even hotter in person. So we know for sure these two were face to face. That's something that Bahati, his wife, has to figure out, I suppose, between the two of them. We're also getting reports that when it comes to what she's thinking, the two were pictured out together yesterday. So it's not like she's like, don't talk to me, don't look at me, don't touch me right now. However, she is under the impression that he never crossed the line physically, that there was no actual physical touch. This was just an emotional affair. Some people would consider and flirtate and flirtation like crazy. Since this came out, there's also five other women and counting, I'm sure, that have shown their messages, like you mentioned, and they're going viral like crazy. Um, A lot of like people in the fitness category or the Instagram model category that he was DMing with. I don't understand how she could ever get over that. I mean, unless she seems unless she's doing the same thing and she's totally fine with it. But the messages did cross the line when it comes to her. I mean, you asked specifically about that. That should not be a part of what he did. That should be held. That should be completely separate. Yes, absolutely. He 
was inappropriate. He says he's he was responsible. We will work through this together, which does kind of bother me too. It's like, a, no, let her decide if you're going to work through it together or not. That was not a joint statement that came from you, not her. It's also possible though that they are working through it and this was not news to her. He'd already told her or she'd already discovered it. It's possible. Yep, absolutely. That's the thing. We do, we do not know because she hasn't said anything about it. But when it comes to Summer and the other inappropriate message receivers, um, Again, she says she did not know that they were together. That's her excuse and that's her claim. And maybe that's correct and maybe that's not. But either way, when you're talking about the other person in a relationship, the mistress or the the guy on the side, whatever it is, it's not right. I mean, I think we all know it's not right. And they probably and should feel bad about that. But we're talking about when we're talking about the relationship between Adam, Adam's the only person that did something wrong here. His wife is the only victim, I should say. Summer's not a victim, you know, Adam it's not a victim, <laughs> but his wife seems to be the only victim in this scenario. Hmm. Okay, good stuff. A woman says a lash tech. What? What is a lash tech? Oh, a lash tech. Yeah, I have one of those. Uh, they put on like uh, lashes for you. Like so you can get fake eyelashes. Yeah, fake eyelashes. Oh. Correct. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Right. It takes a lot of time. And yeah, it's a, it's a skill. Do women have a hard time growing lashes? Because it seems like there's a lot growing. of lash techs out there. Yeah. What do you mean growing? They don't really grow no. on their own. This isn't like one of those dolls where you pull a, pull an arm and shit pops out. But I, I actually don't understand what the point of a lash tech is. Is it to just make them bigger or to make them more pronounced? Or they, is it you, like you have some, but they're kind of sporadic? Okay, so they're false. You can do several different things. You can do lash tinting. You can do lash. Uh, there's serums that they can use to make it seem like it's extended. This is not, never permanent. Um, and then there's also lash uh, extensions that you get glued, essentially glued on to your natural lashes. And they last like, they can last two weeks up to, my lash tech usually listens. What's up, Kate? She's at Elite in uh, Elmira. She's great. It you usually, go all the way to Elmira to get your lashes done? It's not far wow. for me. It's actually not far for me. It just sounds far, you know? It's not. Certain places sound far. <laughs> it's not. But anyway, they only, like for events, I'll get it done. Yeah. And you could do just a little bit. You could do, there's a whole different, there's so many different kinds of lashes and reasons to go to a lash tech. Well, this woman says she went to a nail and eye spa over in the UK a few days before her birthday so she could look big, look good before her big event. But the appointment went terribly, terribly wrong. She claims the technician cut off her natural lashes <gasps> to glue the artificial ones on. It got worse. Not very handy with the glue. The woman's eyes ended up glued shut and she didn't realize <gasps> until she tried to blink. Even worse, she charged me 25 pounds for this. She cut off my natural lashes, causing me to have hardly any eyelashes at all. She's been told by the doctor that due to the procedure, she has conjunctivitis, an inflammation of the outermost layer of the white part of the eye and the inner surface of the eyelid. So after this whole ordeal, the woman wants her money back. She wants her 25 pounds back. This is someone that should not even be doing that. Did you say, too, that this is someone who's combined? Like, did they do a few different things? Yeah, they do lashes and they do nails. Never go to someone who has a bunch of different traits. Really? That's a tip. Oh, I didn't go know Go to that. someone who do, who specializes in one, maybe two things. Maybe two things is fine, but go to someone who really specializes in it and feel free to ask questions. So shit like that, that doesn't happen. You're not supposed to cut someone's lashes before you do it. Who is this person? 
That's nuts. I don't know if that was a strategy or if she just screwed it up and thought they got to go. Maybe she just did use too much glue and they've like kind of snapped off. Snapped. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never had it done. I do have a really good friend, though, uh, whose wife does it professionally and she yeah. seems quite busy and, and that's good. I know mm-hmm. she makes great money doing it. I just didn't fully understand what they did. Oh, really? Seems like a weird thing to oh, me. Okay. Yeah. No. Do I need lashes? Like, no. do mine look naturally just fine? I think it's. I think it's. Fine. If you want to go see her, you can. Dave's wife goes to her too, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think Dave is going to be here tomorrow. I'm. I'm really not oh, sure. Oh, good. Good. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full '90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Um, someone asked on Reddit, it's a great question, annoying things that people base their entire personality around. At first, I didn't understand the question, but when I started going through some of the answers, it made perfect sense. Okay. Uh, they use the example, and the reason they brought it up is because of Disney adults, people who brag about how obsessed they are with Disney, and everything about them is in some way based on Disney. I, I know that I know people that are like that. So, yeah, when you think of it like that, there are people who have an entire personality based around something. Yeah. Let okay. me read you a couple of answers from Reddit. Okay. Sports. They say a lot of guys are guilty of that one, but there's some women who do it too. Their entire identity is based on their team. Right. Even though they don't do it for a living, right? So these are people who just are fans of a sport, maybe a couple sports or a few sports. And that's kind of, that's how you know them. Sure. Uh, I've got a friend who is just a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. And in addition to the fact that he's got like a, a bumper sticker from the Packers on his car and he's got a jacket that he wears and all that sort of shit. It has become part of his personality. I realize that because anytime I have to buy a gift, I instinctively think I should get him something from, from the Packers. Interesting. And it's taken over their personality too. I mean, even when you're having a regular conversation, wow, it's really cold outside. Not as cold as it, as it is at Lambeau. No, it's going to be cold this weekend. You know, like that sort of shit. I feel like we all know people like that. Is this this is considered a bad thing or a good thing, by the way, as, well, we, as you read these? The jury's kind of out on that, okay. whether or not it's a good or a bad thing. But, I mean, the Disney one, that one I find kind of obnoxious. Like, right. yeah, great. I get it. You're an adult who's still in love with Disney. Good You've for you. You've been 50 times this yeah, year alone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your job. When your whole identity is based around your job. I guess in a certain way, that kind of applies to us because when people think of us, they think radio or they think broadcast or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. So yeah, in some way, that might be applicable to us. But we have other personality traits. Like I think that when you can't think of anything else but that, that's where this comes into play. When you literally can't think of anything but radio, which isn't the case for you, for example, because you're a fan of different teams and golf and what uh, martinis and all the other shit that you like, right? Exercise. People oh. who live their entire life around CrossFit or F45 right, or right, right, this right. or that, right. you know, like they're just gym guy. Yeah. That's a way that your personality gets taken over by something. Crypto. They say this is a recent one, but <laughs> crypto people are very much crypto people. Yeah, indeed. 
How did you do with crypto? I know the market's kind of taking a shit right now, but it will come back. You know what? I, I bought into a couple of things, uh, but I don't look at it. I actually purposely turn the notifications off. Really? And I just get notices. And sometimes I get mail. Like I get letters that, show, that tell me um, things that are happening. And I'm just like, oh, cool. Like the most recent one I had was good. I'm like, cool. But I didn't even check it. I didn't even check it. You know I'm just what? leaving. I'm letting it sit there. It's funny because there's a lot of people, mainly for political reasons, that don't like Pierre Polyev, that are trying to shit all over the crypto market. And, and granted, it did drop, like most markets do. It's not the only currency that's dropping. The Canadian dollar has now been below 75 cents US for a couple mm-hmm. of days now, lowest it's been in a couple of years. But when it comes to crypto, it will come back. If you are sitting on an investment that you're down on right now, I'm going to suggest this is not the right time to sell unless you really need that cash liquid. Uh, Yeah, leave your investment there. It will bounce back. We know that, and and it'll continue to happen. Maybe I'm crypto guy now. Are you crypto guy? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tune in tomorrow for more crypto investing tips. (laughs) Shows and movies is another one that some people base their whole personality around. Sure. Like um, Harry Potter fans. There are some of them. Oh, particular ones. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Harry Potter people or Harry Potter people. I'm a Hufflepuff. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. No, you're not. Stop sending me the quiz. I don't want to take the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) What generation you're from? Oh. Some people are proud boomers and they want you to know, you know, back in my day, we didn't have you soft, Mm. soft little animals just running around to get your participation award and your, your, uh, 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 nobody won in a sports game as long as you tried bullshit. Yeah. That's nobody wants that. But some people are over the top millennial. Some people are over the top Gen Z where just certain generations come with certain personality traits. Uh, the other one they used is where you live. They say being proud of where you're from is one thing. Being over the top about where you're from, that gets irritating. I could see that. Especially when people move. When people make a move and they go to a new place and then that place is the best and they can't stop talking about that place and you should live here and you should move here. I'll tell you why. Like, nah. I'm from Kitchener and you know what? In Kitchener, we got Oktoberfest. And then after Oktoberfest, you know what we got? Thanksgiving. (laughs) We have Thanksgiving everywhere. You know, like relax. Guess what happened with the pilgrims here specifically? You know what? What? When we do Halloween in Kitchener, we do it right. Not like you pussies in Toronto do. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I don't think it's a contest or anything. There's a lot more high rises there than there are here. But okay. All right. I I get what you mean. What did you think yesterday? If you even heard, I don't know if you did because the news cycle was weird yesterday. A lot of things got overshadowed by the funeral for Constable Andrew Hong. Right. Uh, Yeah. And and rightfully so. 8,000 people showed up at that funeral yesterday. Yeah, that's great. 8,000 people, and the prime minister was not one of them. I actually thought he was going to fly back from New York because he was just doing mindless shit there for a while yesterday and go to the funeral, but he didn't. So I'll assume he was busy. Did Doug? Doug did go, okay. and he spoke, actually. He spoke yeah. very passionately, and you can tell he's very supportive of the police, which I think is what that audience definitely wanted to hear, support for the police. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, it's kind of weird because Vladimir Putin, the president <laughs> of Russia. Uh-huh. Not a controversial guy. Not though. a controversial no, guy. No, no, no. He's busy. He's guy. very popular. I find people love yeah. that guy. No, they don't. He announced plans to mobilize up to 300,000 reservists because the Ukrainian counteroffensive has retaken so much territory that Russia had originally seized. So basically what's going on is 
Ukraine is pushing back the Russians. The Russian army in certain areas is full-blown retreating, and they're just leaving their tanks and their— Still, all yeah. these months later. Yeah. Insane, like, eh? Because I think when they went in there, they thought, ha-ha, this is going to be a walk in the park. Watch this. Mm-hmm. We'll just steamroll our way in there, and anybody who gets in our way will shoot them, but otherwise we're just going to take this territory. Ukraine wasn't particularly well-armed or able to defend itself. Mm -hmm. And it's still not a member of NATO, but a lot of the NATO countries are sending ammunition and weapons to Ukraine. So now Russia thought they were going into what should have been a cakewalk, and now they're getting return fire that's pretty sophisticated weaponry. They've had ships sunk, tanks blown up. Mm -hmm. They've had all kinds of shit go on. And the Russians are like, what the fuck? This isn't what we thought was going to happen here, and they don't want it. As soon as they meet some fierce opposition, they're like, fuck this. I'm going back to Russia. You can catch me in Crimea if you need me. I won't be here on the battlefield for long. So now Putin is calling out countries like ours and the Americans and all the other countries that are sending weapons to Mm -hmm. Ukraine and saying, you guys are obviously part of the problem. They're using Western weapons to fire back at us. So now we've got to raise our game. So he basically put any adult male between 18 and 65 on notice that you could be called to military service at any time. They're not allowed to leave the country in case they're needed. So there's a scramble on right now for the few remaining flights that are leaving Russia to get a seat on it if you want to try and get out of Russia and avoid essentially the draft. Because that's essentially that's what, what it is. sounds like, It's yeah. a draft. And now they're tossing around words like nuclear and things like that. It was Putin himself that used the word, not necessarily in the context of we're going to launch a nuclear attack. He was talking about nuclear facilities. But nonetheless, when you start seeing the Russian army mobilize 300,000 reservists and words like nuclear get tossed around and Putin's accusing us of basically being in the war but claiming we're not, I'm a little worried about how this is going to go. I mean, let's face it. Ukraine is right next to Russia. We all understand that. So are we. We're right next to Russia. Across some water. That's it. We're a neighbor, you know? And I I don't know how this is going to go, but I really think people have got to be careful when they're dealing with this guy. That's scary. Yeah, it's scary stuff. I agree. He, uh, that army, the the Russian army, I don't know if they're, uh, basically they were described as incompetent. Joe Biden said they grossly overestimated the capability and intelligence of the Russian army because Ukraine is just pushing them back at every turn. I don't know if that's really the case or if they just weren't trying particularly hard until now. But either way, this doesn't look good. So hopefully cooler heads will prevail here because the last thing we need is a big conflict over there. Uh, Hurricane Fiona is going to hit the Canadian East Coast starting tomorrow night. Such a pretty name for such a terrible thing isn't it it's gonna hit as a category two hurricane yeah a cat two in nova scotia not good so everywhere from eastern quebec right across the atlantic provinces is in the path of this thing if it follows the models it will as a category two hurricane with 150 kilometer per hour winds steamroll into cape breton with a massive storm surge and damaging winds, crazy lightning, and rain coming down sideways. Are they at the point of evacuation at a certain point? I mean, once it gets close enough, or has that even been tossed around for evacuation there? They're doing it. They're I mean, it. Yeah. I uh, I intentionally watched, what was it, Global Atlantic yesterday yeah. just to see what they were saying in their mm-hmm. local news because our news here gets bogged down with, there's people getting Junk. shot every day. Oh, and, and Not that it's not news, but I'd like to hear a little bit about the rest of the country. Yeah. So I went to the source. 
and I was watching Global Atlantic, and, and there's people on the news saying, you need to prepare. And then you see people being interviewed, and they're like, fuck it, we've been through lots of hurricanes, everything's fine. Frag it. And, and then you get <laughs> the Canadian Hurricane oh, Center that, that's like, no, seriously, this is going to be really fucking bad. It's going to yeah. hit hard. The storm surge alone is going to put parts of Cape Breton underwater. You need to be ready. I got my flashlight and my cans of beans. I'm good to go. Won't be. We'll have the power back on by Sunday. I don't know if that's going to happen that way. I mean, I, I would hope that if you're listening to us on the East Coast, Scary. you're taking all necessary precautions mm-hmm. because we had some storms this summer that had 90 kilometer per hour winds. And they were insane. Yeah. And I thought my house was going to yeah. fall over. Yeah. 150 seems unfathomable to me. Be safe out there, everybody. Be safe. It's uh, it's a scary one. Uh, let's talk about annoyances and nuisances. You brought this story to my attention this morning, and I'm just angry about it now. <laughs> it was a Southwest Airlines flight. <laughs> this is a real American horror story. <laughs> so funny, though. It was in a uh, sorry a Southwest flight that was going to Hawaii. Okay, so picture that, guys. You're on a flight to Hawaii. Chances are, it's possible you live there, but chances are, let's say, you're about to go on a nice vacation to Hawaii. A dream vacation, probably. Hawaii's not cheap. And you're sitting on the flight, and you just kind of want a little bit of peace and quiet as you approach Hawaii. This is going to be great. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes a voice over the intercom letting everyone know they're going to receive a present on this flight. That's exciting stuff. Each and every one of you are handed... A ukulele. Everybody. A ukulele. And they say, let's make this even more fun, guys. Let's do an in-flight ukulele lesson. And that's exactly what they did. They gave everyone a ukulele and taught them all how to play it. I'm actually looking at a picture that Southwest tweeted, and it's a very nice presentation. They've got little carrying bags, and everybody gets a ukulele. Sure. I- I'm not sure why they decided to do this, other than just pure piss people off on this flight. But I'm going to tell you something. If I book a flight to anywhere and everyone on the plane is expected to play the ukulele, I'm going to be asking where the exit is. And I don't care where we are. Open the door. I'm out. It doesn't sound great, all of them together. There's there's clips, but they're kind of distorted. And they're kind of, I mean, it's in flight, so they're kind of loud. Do you have it in there? Uh, yeah. Let, let me play a little bit of this fucking mess. Sorry about this, guys, in advance. <laughs> It just doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Now the teaser, first finger on right finger on the left hand. And we start on our first string. Once again, that's the string closest to your feet. One, two, and here we go. It's Joe. See? Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell so no. Now look, hey, but hang on a second. I've been to flights before where I'm on my way somewhere. When you're on your way somewhere like vacationing, you're in a good mood. So I feel like I am actually not one of those people that would be pissed about it. I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Some people are slower than others. It doesn't sound good. You're not in unison because you just got, you just received a lesson on a flight. It's, you're not going to sound, it's not going to sound good. But I will argue that it is better than everybody receiving like a recorder. Like, like that would be the, the worst. Could you imagine? No, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. That would be like, absolute a, a, hell. A ukulele's not bad, considering other instruments are like, are ho- like, imagine everyone got a kazoo. 
Like, I'd rather this. You know what I mean? That's not bad. And after, maybe you've knocked down a few on the, on the flight. You're feeling good. You got a few, like, rums in your system or something. You know, fuck it. I'll Give me that ukulele. I'll play that shit. The ukulele is such a useless instrument. My son took it as an elective in school and got a 100% and a full fucking credit for playing the ukulele. And I'm like, I didn't know you were interested in ukulele. He said, I'm not. It was an easy credit. It was an easy way to prop up my mark. All you do is strum. That's it. There's really no notes or chords or anything. Just strum. And everybody thinks you know what you're doing. It's great. It's nice of them to give them all. It wasn't, I don't even think it was the airline that gifted it because airlines are cheap. I think we all know that. There was a, there was a group yeah, on board. Yeah, I can't board. get a full fucking Pepsi, yeah, but no. you guys get ukuleles? <laughs> no, there was a group that was on board that's, that kind of has grants to do these kinds of things. And uh, I don't know if they're Hawaii based. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think I'll, uh, I think I'd opt for an app. Yeah, I'll just listen to ukulele music if I want to hear it. I don't need to play it. Um, have you, Like me, I think you as well, you've thought about what would happen if you were ever in a survival situation. Like if The Walking Dead ever happened. You've yeah. got a plan, right? Sure, I do have a plan for a couple different scenarios. I'd like to think so anyway. Okay, well, let's say that uh, the conspiracy theorists were right and the zombie apocalypse is coming and we all need to be prepared. You would go to... Oh, Costco would be my go-to or something. If I can't get into a Costco, I'd take down a Walmart. Walmart. But it would be something that has copious amounts of food, first and foremost, of course, survival needed. And obviously, there's other stuff, clothes and whatnot. Canadian Tire for me. If the zombie apocalypse happens, I will be at the nearest Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire, okay. They've got that fenced-in area for the garden uh-huh. center, and I feel like that'll keep the zombies out. There's food in there. There's, there's cleaning supplies. Food. There's cooking stuff. Gas, everything. It's okay. all there. All right. I think Canadian Tire is the perfect place to go. Okay. Fair. What if you're not near a big box store and you have to survive? It's been asked over the years. If you're in a survival situation, can you take your crock off your stinky foot and <laughs> eat it? And that might seem crazy if you're just hearing this for the first time, but it's an actual thing. People have theorized over the years that if you needed to, you could pull your crock off and eat it. In fact, it was several years ago, somebody, it was 2016, a kid doing a school paper on this very topic, boiled a crock to soften it up, cut off a piece, dipped it in sriracha, and ate it. Blech. And he claims it actually didn't taste that bad. I strongly disagree. However, that's his research, so we'll go with that. Now one of the writers at Vice decided to test the theory because it does keep coming up. Pop uh, Crocs are a pop culture phenomenon. People love them yeah. or hate them. In this case, the basic claim is that because they're made of a non-toxic material, if you had to, you could eat them in a pinch to keep you alive. The material is called Crosslight. That's 98% feedstock, a plant-based substance made out of things like straw. In that sense, it almost does sound edible, right? Sure, maybe. <laughs> well, this writer at Vice decided to get to the bottom of it. He talked to a dietitian, and the dietitian clarified that just because something is non-toxic doesn't mean it's edible. He says, we do not have the right enzymes to break down a crock in your belly. It will lead to serious digestive oh, issues no. like diarrhea oh. and constipation or a bowel blockage. What about the kid that did the experiment? Did he experience any of that, I wonder? Oh, he died years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't know. We left that part out. (laughs) 
Then they say, even if it did break down, there's almost no nutritional value in feedstock. So there's right. a better chance of it killing you than it would be of keeping you alive. So in summary, if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're just starving and there are no options whatsoever, you probably shouldn't eat your shoe. You're better off chopping your foot off and eating that. You're probably better off eating your own foot. <laughs> That's a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> I even weirded myself out with that one. Conclusion from Vice. We have a very straightforward stance on this topic. Regardless of the material makeup, for no reason do we recommend eating Crocs shoes. They are for wearing purposes only. And we appreciate the people advice for pointing that out. That's great. That's fantastic. It is the final hours of summer here as we record. Fall begins at 9.03. Was this a good summer? Was summer 2022 better, worse, or the same as summer 2021? And how does this summer compare to like 2019, 2018? I I, think it was fairly normal. I thought it was a fantastic summer. I did all the things I wanted to do that that held me, COVID held me back from the last couple years previous. So I had a fan. I thought it was a great summer. My perspective, people were traveling again. We got to a lot of normalcy. Um, the weather was actually pretty good this summer. Um, there was a lot of things to do because all those festivals came back and all the things that you trotted your family out to, those were back. And for those who did do like a nightclub or something like that, that's back. Concerts are back. For me, pretty damn good. I feel like summer was good, but I feel like it was too busy. There was almost pressure this summer. To spend it outside and do absolutely everything summery you could. And yes. that actually took away from my relaxation and enjoyment because I was trying to jam everything in between waves. Ah, yeah. And then you know what? You do make a point of uh, when it comes to we couldn't do any of that stuff. So it was a summer of catching up with people, getting to see people that you haven't seen in a while. Maybe that was you guys with your you know family. Guys, we got to do a family reunion. We haven't been able to see each other. And you're like, oh, great. That was actually one of the things I liked. But you you had to ha- head out to that. But for me, I actually found that those kind of things happen less because COVID kind of was the final, we're not doing this again. Ah. That's what I found, to be honest with you. And I think it's going to leak into Christmas as well. We've just gone a few years now without doing everything like that. I've gone without doing some things and seeing some people that I haven't seen in a while. I'm not sure it's going to go back to that. But uh, that is a good point for those who did feel that pressure to reconnect with those people and go back out to that place and re-sign up to this again because everything's good. I suppose it would be busy, yeah. Quick stat about fall. How many leaves fall every year? How many leaves fall in the fall? They say it's impossible to know. I bet. But you can ballpark it. For example, in the U.S. alone, there are 200 billion trees with 200,000 leaves each on average. It's around 40 quadrillion leaves it's a, that are going to fall. I knew it had to be more than, I'm like, there's mo- it's got to be more than trillions. Whatever more than trillions is, there it is. I have never used quadrillion yep. in a sentence, but mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't even know what it was after trillion. <laughs> uh, today, the prime minister is going to return to Ottawa and have a cabinet meeting. And this is the cabinet meeting where they're going to decide if the restrictions on travel are going to end. And they say, no matter what cabinet decides, Prime Minister Trudeau will have the final say as the top dog. So we're waiting to see, but this may possibly 
sway him in the right direction. Uh, Dr. Kieran Moore came out yesterday and he was commenting on the amount of kids ages five and under that got the vax. And this was one that a lot of parents in particular struggled with because, you know, I mean, we knew what we knew about the vaccine by the time this became available to kids under five, which was only two months ago, it Mm -hmm. became, they became eligible. We'd already learned, well, it doesn't stop transmission. So is it really that good? Uh, It doesn't guarantee to keep you out of the hospital and all the things that we've learned about the vax over the last year. So parents had a tough choice to make and they made it. And Dr. Moore is a little disappointed in all of us. Mm -hmm. They say in Ontario, we have lower than the relatively small number that experts had expected in any in basically what they're saying is they expected it to be low. They didn't expect it to be this low shots for those under five that have been available for two months amount to about six percent, six percent. That's it. Wow. Of kids who have had a first dose. Dr. Moore, our chief medical officer, says that number is lower than he thought he would see at this point. And he says, in particular, parents with children who have underlying conditions should consider vaccination or talk to their health care provider. You know, when you get a number like that and Justin's face with the thought of, hmm, do we double down on the mandates or do we just let it go and, and basically acknowledge what the public and all of the provinces have already done? I'm really curious to see what he does today. Well, my favorite part about that is the talk to your healthcare provider. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I haven't, my, my kids haven't received it. I have two kids under uh, five and under. Um, and my healthcare provider is great because she's not pushy. And that's my number one dislike in a healthcare provider. Do not push me to do anything, but give me the information, educate me. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it was. That was a conversation I had. It was a, I'm here. If you have any questions, um, it's available. If you'd like to make an appointment, please do so. And that was it. And I appreciated that because, I mean, for me, though, I do my own research. I do. I make my own decisions the way I make them. And and my reasons are my reasons, just like everyone else's are. I don't think anybody should be scolded for not doing this. But that's what they were doing for a long time. You saw that ad that Toronto Public Health put out and then had to pull 24 hours later. Mind-blowing to me that they even had that. Mind-blowing. They didn't think that people wouldn't like that. Somebody should get fired over that. It's bad. Somebody needs to get fired over that because it was horrible messaging. Whoever approved it, not, not whoever created it, who Whoever approved it and said, yep, good to go on behalf of the city of Toronto. Somebody needs to get fired, Mm -hmm. whoever it was. Um, So, yeah, that's a big problem. Uh, Last thing I'll mention here quickly, because it kind of brings the story full circle. Marineland has agreed that they're going to move the two remaining walruses that they have to another facility. But they won't tell us which facility and they won't tell us when. They just say they'll be moved as soon as reasonably possible. And this is part of a settlement in a decade-long court battle with one of their former trainers, Phil Demers, who the park sued back in 2013, alleging he was trying to steal a walrus named Smushy. So apparently he was trying to steal it, if you will, to rescue it, is what we're hearing. Yeah. I don't know if that's been proven or not. That's what I learned this morning from, from people who know more on this than me. My question is, Marine Land's still open? Like, people are still going there? Apparently, they are. I, you really? Know, it seems like... I'm surprised. It, it seems like people love to shit on Marineland. And, and I'm, it seems like it's very one-sided. Like, everybody's against Marineland. But they're still there, right there in Ex- the falls in prime real estate. Prime Pro- real estate. It's expensive to keep that place open. They must be making money, which tells me there are people still going there. Huh. Now, why they're going? Is it to ride the rides? I don't know. Is it to learn about 
the whales they used to have? I don't know. Is yeah. it to see one of these two walruses? Other than the the wild, what else do they have now? If the, the walruses are out of the of the equation, what do they get? They have got dolphins. Do they have dolphins still? I, I'm really not sure. I don't think they do have much left. They have in like the tanks. deer. Don't they just have like deer and stuff in the field? Yeah, it's weird. It's like going to Algonquin Park in a way, because and, and kind of like Algonquin Park meets the Lion Safari. So you drive around and you can see like deer and moose and elk and shit, but you're not going to see like giraffes and lions and stuff. No. So, I mean, for that, you've still got to go to the lion safari, yeah. but the, the marine land stuff, they added some rides, but again, I still don't know who's going there and it can't possibly be surviving just on tourism and tourists mm-hmm. that don't watch the news. Yeah. I <laughs> honestly, be. I am wondering, I am wondering about that. And if people are going for those reasons, I mean, yes, the rides, apparently they have added. Well, I didn't even know about this. I haven't been for years, but I do remember the last time I went, and I want to say it was probably 10 years ago. I remember being like, not, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be, they're not going to sponsor this one day, are they? But I remember being pretty disappointed in, in all of that. Like, I remember like having to walk really far, like a few kilometers just for some deer. And I'm like, is this seriously what we walked to this end of the park for? And we had to walk all the way back. Um, okay. Hey, if they're still open, maybe there's reasons for it. Maybe they're going to eventually switch. And it just surprises me with all the negative press that, that people would go. That's all. You know what the problem is? Marine land's still open and, and it can't possibly be uh, extremely profitable. I, I would imagine they're making enough to pay their bills Nobody based on who's coming about it. Like, Nobody I mean, people talks going, about it. No one's posting on Facebook. Like they are about Canada's Wonderland, African Lion Safari, like you mentioned, d- the Toronto Zoo, any of those kinds of places. This has come up a few times in the past and I'm going to say it again and we're going to file this under more great ideas from Scott. <laughs> they have to. I actually have a folder in here I have to keep track of. Okay, go ahead. We've talked about it before, but it's time to move Canada's Wonderland out of Vaughan. It's taken up way too much space in very, very prime real estate. It's a great spot. Ish, yeah. Ish. Yeah. But I like that it's out of the way from Toronto. It's still a pain in the ass to get to, though, because that traffic between the 427 and the 404 is a mess. Forget about it, yeah. You might as well forget it. So Wonderland is not even that accessible because it's in such a built-up area. So we move Wonderland. It takes over the old marine land spot in Niagara Falls. And when you're at the top of Leviathan or something like that, you'll actually see the falls. Only for like a half a second before you toss your cookies. Or we could do a new park. Like, why not just, you know, scrap that? Let's just, and like I said, change the name. It's not marine land anymore. It's a fun ride land or whatever the hell. We're sponsored by someone. It's going to be sponsored by something. It's going to be like TELUS land or some shit like that. Fine. Good. Then have rides and have other things for people to do in that area. I'm okay with that. Here's what I think, though. Marine land would be the ideal place to move Wonderland to because it's already set up. They've already got the parking and the shuttles and they've already got all the super hydro connections to power the behemoth and stuff like that. It's ready to go. This is a simple solution. The only problem is, how do you move a roller coaster through three highways an hour away? Mm-hmm. Do you have to take it apart, or can we just get a couple of flatbeds and oh, lift it's it off? Easy. It's probably very easy. <laughs> as easy as moving, a, stealing a walrus, I'm sure. <laughs> all on the same flatbed, really, if you think about it. You just pop it all on there. Seriously, we've got to do something better than we are with Niagara Falls. A theme park like Wonderland would be awesome, and that's exactly where it should go. Now, if Marineland is going to completely pivot and go like SeaWorld did in Florida, SeaWorld's actually kind of fun, but there's very little 
aquatic life there now. They also have the climate for it. I feel like it's just a better spot. Yeah, yeah. You know it. what I mean? We should have never had walruses so. wandering around I don't around think up so here. either. It's, it's a weird thing for me. So we move Wonderland. Boom. It's going in the falls. It's easy to get to. There'll be a lot of Americans coming up. We're going to have a great time. Then we've got the casinos. That's when... Niagara Falls turns into Vegas that's when, North. And that's when we bring in the law where you can go ahead and walk around with your booze. No problems. Uh, you're, you're gambling. Great. It's on us. That's what the casino says. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. We need all those things. Do you want me to get you a new folder for Scott's Great Ideas? Because yeah. it looks like that one's getting a little full. <laughs> I'll get you a new folder. Okay. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'll splurge that. on that. Have a great day, guys. We will see you tomorrow with another episode of After 9. Bye. Guys, I heard that YouTube's dislike and not interested buttons don't actually stop the platform from showing you similar content. Yeah, they're basically the elevator door close buttons of the internet. A man in Kentucky recently set a Guinness World Record after driving a mile in reverse in just over 75 seconds. He then smartly refused the breathalyzer. Hey, guys, I read that American Airlines just announced hackers access the personal information of some of their customers. But you can look at it this way. When they use your credit card, you still get miles. Oh. According to a new survey, 3% of Americans said that they have waited in a line for over eight hours. Well, we're still not opening a second register, said CVS. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.